Hello everyone, and welcome to another edition of Naya Wrestling. It's me here, your boy, Mark Sylvester, and I hope it's mining long-time fans and showing non-fans why wrestling is so good. And so then guys, with it being recently the 2020 edition of the draft, where the original draft was back in 2002, where it was two different like owners of each brand um going through and choosing who they want with the WWE brand draft how this one works is Stephanie McMahon announces which brand is taking which superstar and with Raw being three hours and SmackDown only being two um Raw gets three superstars and SmackDown gets two and with the way that they do it is rather than being really random and that kind of thing I know some people are worth saying but why wasn't there a flip of a coin or why wasn't there like a way to kind of show why Raw got the first pick. But it's done in a way so it makes more sense where it's Raw, Smackdown, Raw, Smackdown, Raw. And that's how they do it for each of the rounds. So what I was going to do today, I was going to go through each of the rounds per night um, to say in a couple of words what I think about that choice, where I think that maybe that person should have been higher or lower. And I'm also as well going to analyse the whole draft itself where I'm going to give you a summary of my... Um, who I think show is going to be the better show and what I will give Raw's picks and SmackDown picks. And even though, yes, I'm very biased towards SmackDown because they're blue and I fucking love blue. You know, my favourite team is Chelsea, who are blue. Like, my favourite colour is blue. All the characters who I always resonated towards in different TV shows and cartoons were blue, like Leonardo, for example, etc. But also as well, I love SmackDown because back in the year 2002, SmackDown had the amazing SmackDown 6, uh, consisting of Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle, and Edge. And you also as well, you had people like Hulk Hogan on the show. You also had um, Brock Lesnar as well. You, you just had this amazing show that had such great stories and such great wrestling that Smackdown was for me for many years my favourite show and it still is and it's also one of those shows that when I used to do the GM mode back on the old Smackdown vs Raw games I would always choose Smackdown. Let's begin the WWE 2020 draft The only constant is change For the first pick of the WWE draft A two night event Raw versus SmackDown, a constant battle for brand supremacy. The entire landscape of WWE changes. Let's get the draft underway. The future is on the clock. The 2020 WWE Draft begins on Friday Night SmackDown, October 9th on Fox. Continues on Monday Night Raw, October 12th on USA Network. And so for night one of the WWE draft of 2020 it was held on the most recent episode of smackdown so for round one we had going to raw was drew mcintyre which is good keeping the champion on um his own brand which is good keeps the championship in a, in a really important manner being the first pick asuka it shows the echelon of how far the women have become where they're seen as equal to the men which i really like considering how in a lot of promotions like WWE, AEW, NXT, Impact, etc. They want to put the women as well as the men at equal footing. I really like that. I think it's a really good idea. Because for me, the women have had some of, or if not the best matches in the last five to ten years at least. 
especially on NXT. Like, my God, if you guys get a chance to watch that match again, I'd highly recommend Bailey versus Sasha Banks at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. And the Hurt Business. Uh, for me, I think it's a really good choice because it puts the Hurt Business in the same, like, level as Drew McIntyre and Asuka and it makes that faction and factions themselves seem really, really important. I really like that. And for SmackDown, they had Roman Reigns, which I think is a really good choice because Roman Reigns has been doing his best stuff he's done for years. And Seth Rollins. I think this will be a good choice, even though they are carrying on because we have later on um, the draft pick of the feud this man's in. But at the same time, it might give him a new fresh coat of paint. He's got new opponents to wrestle against and it might give him something new. Round two for Raw's picks were AJ Styles. He's new moving again to a different show. This might give him as well as Seth Rollins through round one some more opponents. Naomi, okay, gives her some new opponents and a new set of storylines and a new fresh coat of paint. Freshens her up a bit. And Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Okay, this one is... a. Um, an all an all right choice. It keeps the raw. It keeps the not raw. Sorry, it keeps the WWE tag team women's champions on raw. Um, they're able to show their dominance, and also as well, it keeps up with that amazing but completely random gimmick of Nia Jax always putting Lana through a table. So keeps that um up to date as well. And then for SmackDown, they drafted Sasha Banks, the boss, my favorite. I'm really happy that she's still on SmackDown. It helps. And keeps her feud with Bailey going strong. And I think for me, she will be the biggest face on SmackDown. And I think her moving over to SmackDown has uh, last year and then and her staying on SmackDown has given her a lot more of like a freshen up. She's become a better character. Like her work that she did this year has been amazing. Her stuff with Bailey was great. And this whole feud with Bailey is really good as well. And Bianca Belair. Now, Bianca Belair, I think, is a really great choice. I think she'll be great for SmackDown. And I think that she'll do really, really well for the brand. And I'm really excited to see her feud with Sasha. Because I think those two especially will have some great matches. And matches that we will remember for years to come as being bona fide classics. And then for round three, we had, for Raw, we had Ricochet. Which I think is ridiculous. I think they should have moved him to SmackDown because... On Raw, he's been floundering for months. He's been used to shit. He's been, my God, they have no idea what to do with this man. Like this man, when I saw him live in the UK for Rev Pro for Uprising back in 2013, and then seeing him, and then seeing him when he did for NXT and New Japan and stuff, I'm like, what the fuck is Vince doing? The man is just bonkers. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, Vince? You got a man who is amazing, a man who is known for having some of the best moves, a man who is. Could be a bona fide babyface if you booked him in the right way. I just think he's just being used ridiculously. And I was hoping he would go to SmackDown because Lisa going to SmackDown, it gives him a new fresh coat of paint. And it also makes him feel like unique in a sense because he's gone to a new show and he might try out something new. Because him being on Raw again, it's like, what's the fucking point? He's just going to flounder again. And all he's going to be on is main events. Like, that's, that's all he's going to do now. He's just going to be floundering on main events. And I don't even think him going to NXT won't help. Because the NXT fans will remember how shit he was booked. And if he does anything good on NXT, for example, it's just going to be like, oh, it's this shit guy again. Because Lisa Finn Balor, even though he wasn't booked overly great, he was still booked in a much far better and 
Grand Estelle than Ricochet is. And I think Ricochet is just going to be used to fuck and will hopefully leave WWE and go back to New Japan and actually be used properly. Because I think um, if, if Ricochet is used properly, he can make WWE a massive load of money like Rey Mysterio did or still does. Fuck you, Vince. You idiot. Um, next, we have is Mandy Rose. So she's staying on Raw, which is really weird. The whole draft thing and everything else about this thing is just ridiculous. It's like, why would you move her to Raw a couple weeks before the draft even happens? Like, why not keep her on SmackDown with Otis? And it's just weird. I don't, I don't get it. And we had The Miz and John Morrison. I like this because it keeps the feud with Mandy Rose uh, going with the whole Miz um, going against Otis with the briefcase kind of scenario. And also as well, it kind of gives these two as well. I know the Miz has kind of moved over shows each year, but this one is kind of will also give John Morrison more of a fresh coat of paint because John Morrison, I kind of feel like hasn't been used to his full potential that he could be used. And I think him being on Raw, hopefully we'll see him used in a more better manner and hopefully maybe not split him away from the Miz, but kind of keep him away from the Miz so he can become a great bona fide single star that he truly is. And then for SmackDown, we had Jey Uso. This is a really good pick because I think Jey Uso has been doing some of his best stuff I've seen for years. The only thing that I'm a bit kind of like not sure we're going to do is because they want to keep relationships together is what, what are they going to be doing with Jimmy Uso? Are they going to be spitting them up and have Jimmy who when he comes back from injury going to Raw or are they going to have it where they're going to split up Naomi and um, Jimmy by having them on two different shows? It's quite interesting there but I think with Jay being on Smackdown it keeps his feud with Roman Reigns going and uh, I can see him going and become bigger and better. And we also had Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Um, I like this because Ray Mysterio, I felt, I think is perfect for SmackDown. I think he's will be used better because I find SmackDown is more the sporty, more professional wrestling side of the shows when it comes to Raw being more storyline based. And also as well, it keeps going the ridiculous but also highly entertaining feud with Seth Rollins going. And then for the final round for night one, we had going to Raw. Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, which is really surprising because when I mentioned who's going to SmackDown, uh, they're breaking that up, that faction, which I found to have been so good. And I love the New Day. Um, Dana Brooke, which is kind of like, OK, keeping her, moving her to Raw now. They might do something with her. They're having her tag team with Mandy Rose. So they're kind of keeping that tag team going. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with her. And Angel Garza. Now, Angel Garza, hopefully by keeping him on Raw with the new stars he'll be wrestling against, might hopefully do something with him. But I'm not holding my breath. And then going to SmackDown, we have his Big E, which I'm really, really surprised about them spitting up the New Day. Because for me, I think the New Day is one of or of the most popular faction slash freebird slash tag teams they have. And also as well... It's, um, I like the fact that they, in a sense, keep them separate, but I'm also hoping that they keep the whole New Day aspect and attire and so on and stuff to Big E. So when they do finally bring them back together, it will be a, like a seamless motion rather than being like convoluted and stuff. But also as well by him being, um, a single star, like they're carrying on with him, they might hopefully propel him to 
world champion because I think that's what Big E is deserving of a world champion because he's great in the ring, he's good on the mic, he has fantastic charisma, he's hilarious, he can be serious. I think he has the X factor. I think he's amazing and I think that um, he deserves a lot more than he has been given and hopefully by him um, being chosen for SmackDown, they might finally pull the trigger on him and push him to the moon. And so for the WWE Draft Night 2, which was on the most recent episode of Raw, in round one, we had going to Raw, The Fiend. So they're moving him to a different show now, which I prefer him being on Raw because I feel for me, Raw is the more storyline wacky of the show. You have Randy Orton, so he's staying on Raw and carrying on with that feud with Drew McIntyre and Charlotte Flair. I like the fact they're keeping Charlotte Flair on Raw because it puts the emphasis onto her and I think if they build the division around her and Asuka it will bring Raw up to having an amazing women's division as I feel for me Raw was quite lacking in that in the last several months and then going to Smackdown we have is Bailey, which I think is good because it keeps her feud with Sasha going and also as well bailey has been amazing on Smackdown I think since her turning heel She's done some of her best work on the main roster. I'm not going to say her entire career for WWE because I feel for me her stuff on NXT is still the best stuff that she's done because going to see WWE NXT takeover in London, just how amazingly over she was, I just feel like they could probably do that again if she was booked correctly. And I feel like with her being a heel, she's booked to perfection. Like She's amazing heel, her stuff with Sasha Banks has been some of the most engrossing and best TV that WWE have produced in a long time. And the Street Profits. For me, I think the Street Profits is a good choice for SmackDown because they're able to go and wrestle in a new tag div- in a new tag division. They're not wrestling the same team continuously again, which they probably will do because Vince likes to book the same match over and over and over again. But I'm hoping to see them do something because I quite like the Street Profits and I think they're quite a cool team. And the way that they sorted out how the SmackDown Tag Champions are now on Raw and the Raw Tag Team Champions are now on SmackDown, I like the fact they kind of switched it. But even then, I'm a bit kind of like, with them switching championships, does that mean the lineage stays the same? Or does it mean it's just the tag titles? So is it now... So... Yeah, that's the only thing I'm hopefully they explain at some point what's going to happen with to the lineage of those championships. And then for round two, we had going to Raw was Braun Strowman. I think Braun Strowman is, is far more better suited for, for Raw. And I think with him kind of floundering for the last several weeks, him being on Raw might actually kind of propel and add more to the guy. You had Matt Riddle, uh, which I kind of feel like, okay, that might be a good choice. Him in, being in a tag team with Jeff Hardy um might do all right for him but also as well they're putting him onto a new show so you can start afresh again and also Jeff Hardy which I find to be a good choice because it keeps him in a tag team with um, Matt Riddle and also as well he can start a lot more feuds and he can wrestle a lot more different people like um AJ Styles again and that he could wrestle other people which I found to be which hopefully might be some great matches maybe he might do something with Ricochet or help propel himself and Ricochet, you know. Like, I think I think it'll be quite interesting to see who they put against Jeff Hardy. And then, and then for SmackDown, we had Daniel Bryan. And I think Daniel Bryan staying on SmackDown is a great choice. It keeps up the whole thing that even though 
all the Super Stars just moved, he's the only one who hasn't moved. And you could say the same thing as well for Seth Rollins, but he moved to SmackDown this year. Um, but Daniel Bryan stayed on the same show continuously. He helps write for SmackDown. Um, he can put on some great matches with Roman Reigns. He can put some great matches on with Seth Rollins. Like He has so many great heels he can wrestle against because you've got so many different people and it's great to see him staying on the blue brand, which is awesome. And as well, Kevin Owens. And I think Kevin Owens going to SmackDown will also be good for him because it gives him a new echelon of wrestlers to wrestle against. And hopefully uh, they might emphasise him a bit more and being on the more sort of sporty, more wrestling of the shows, um, they'll give him something more to do. And hopefully book him to be as good as he truly is. Book him to the equivalent of how amazing Kevin Owens is. And so for round three, we have going to Raw, Retribution, which I find to be absolute bollocks. Like, why the fuck are WWE putting the faction who've been messing up all their production and all this and all that? Like, why the fuck would they be doing this? It's fucking ridiculous. But hopefully um, they'll give you a proper reasoning to why this has happened. Um, Keith Lee, which I'm glad to see him staying on Raw because I think Keith Lee... Um, will be a bona fide star same he and you want to keep him away from Big E and other big men because otherwise he's just going to become a pick of the litter and he's not going to be as unique as he would be staying on Raw and also as well you have Alexa Bliss so that keeps her um storyline going with the fiend she's staying with him and it's interesting to see what's going to happen to her and also as well by her staying on Raw she can be a great heel to wrestle against Asuka, against Charlotte Flair and, and any other big baby faces that Raw now has with Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, uh, etc. too. And then going to SmackDown, you have is Lars Sullivan, which I have no idea why, because the man's a twat. I think he's a fucking idiot. Like, why the fuck would you be going back and being stupid again after being reinstated and brought back to the company? Like, why the fuck would you just... Don't be a dick. And King Corbin. So he he stays on um, SmackDown, stays and does King Corbin things, you know. Because I kind of feel like if he went to Raw, it would just be... He wouldn't stick out, where at least being on SmackDown still, he's still able to stick out and do what King Corbin does. And so for round four, we have going to Raw, Elias. Um, Okay, I'm not really sure if he's supposed to be a heel or a baby face or what. Because the last time he was in WWE, he was run over and he was, I think, was a face or was he a heel? I can't remember. So it'll be interesting to see how many times he switches from heel to babyface. Um, Lacey Evans, she's someone who you haven't really had anything, uh, that hasn't really had anything to do for the last several months. And I'll be honest, I kind of forgot who she was. And when I, I realised who she was, I was like, oh my God, yes, I remember her now. And I feel with her being on Raw... They might have something to do with her. But at the same time, it's like, is she going to be a heel or is she going to be a baby face? Because she's someone else as well who kind of switched a couple of times uh, and that kind of thing. And you also have as well, Sheamus going to Raw. Uh, I think this pick would be quite good because Sheamus has been on SmackDown for the last several years. I like the fact as well with Sheamus, he's kind of put on a different of a gimmick change, you know. He's become a bit of a different character. And I feel with him being on Raw he will be able to have different matches and different opponents to help um, him to propel to become bigger stars like he has done with Big E. And then going to SmackDown, 
we have the IT champion, Sami Zayn, which I find to be an absolute amazing get. I think Sami Zayn has been amazing on SmackDown. I think he's done some of his best work as a heel. I fucking love this man. He's hilarious. He's brilliant. He is such a great heel. He's so good in the ring. I feel for me, him being on SmackDown is a great choice because SmackDown is more the wrestling show. And I really hope that they don't, which I know WWE will because they love doing it. And even though they say this is the last time they're going to be wrestling, they'll probably be wrestling each other again against Kevin Owens but I don't know uh and so then guys what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do a bet that if Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens don't have a match and it has to be don't have a singles match because a tag team match doesn't technically count because um even though they are technically wrestling each other they might not potentially have moves against each other in the ring you don't know that but if they don't have a match this year, I will happily review even if it's me single handedly or with Richie or Tony for example that I will review whatever wrestling match, show, segment, you name it, I will review it. And I will review whatever you want. If it is the highest of highs or the biggest load of fucking shit I've ever seen in my entire life, I will review it. And also for SmackDown, we have Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. I think for me, this is a great choice as well for SmackDown because it keeps... These two both amazing wrestlers on SmackDown and the way that they're being booked and used on SmackDown recently as well, I think is really good because I feel like these two have had some of the best matches and moments they've had for years because the way that Shinsuke Nakamura has been utilised has been horrible. The way that they've utilised Cesaro as well has been shit and it's nice to finally see like these guys actually being used in a more better manner and even though yes they had that ridiculous champion versus champion match from Raw but I'm excited to see their matches against the Street Profits because I feel like those matches when given time and emphasis will be some amazing great matches and so for round five we have going to Raw Nikki Cross okay so this is quite a good uh, choice because it keeps her feud going with Alexa Bliss and potentially her trying to turn Alexa Bliss back to normal and being a face again and R-Truth, which I find to be a good choice because it keeps the 24-7 championship on Raw. And he's the highest amount of reigning champion ever, which I find to be hilarious, but also awesome. And Dabakato, which is cool because he's been on Raw Underground. And I feel like if he was moved to SmackDown, it would be kind of like uh, another what the fuck WWE that we've had a lot in the last five to ten years, especially. And being drafted to SmackDown... We have Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode, uh, or Robert Roode, uh, however you want to call him, because he's had so many different name changes, it's ridiculous. Uh, I find this one to be an alright choice because it helps propel the tag team division, it helps propel SmackDown's division when they have more heels now, and that kind of thing. And you also have, going to SmackDown, Apollo Crews. I think this is quite a good choice because it gives Apollo Crews a new land of opportunity and hopefully after the way that they helped propel and book him as the US champion that we might see more of Apollo Crews because I feel like he's really good and he deserves more of a chance to show the fans why he is an amazing in-ring technician. And then finally round six we have going to Raw we have Titus O'Neil uh, keeps him on Raw 
gives him something extra to do and I like him a lot. I think he, uh, hopefully one day as well he can be used more properly as well. We have Peyton Royce. So they split up the Iconics and hopefully this will give her an opportunity to propel and become better because I, I like her a lot. I think she's good in the ring. And we also have Akira Tozawa. So this keeps him on Raw. It keeps the ninjas on Raw. And also as well, it keeps his feud going with R-Truth. So, all right there. I don't really see him doing much more. I don't really see him propelling up the card. But if shown to his proper ways of how he actually, as good as he is, hopefully then they might propel him to become more of a star. And so finally, going to SmackDown, we have Carmella. This is quite a good choice because they've been building up her character on SmackDown and I feel like if they uh, moved her over to Raw, it will be another one, like I said earlier, a massive what the fuck WWE, like why have you been pushing this person on SmackDown for so long and then having her on Raw. But also as well, it keeps her with Corey Graves who commentates for SmackDown and it keeps on the blue brand. And finally, we have Alistair Black. I know the WWE draft shouldn't be anything to look at, but I feel the way that the fact that they've picked Alistair Black so far down the pecking order just shows me just how far they've seen him. Like, I feel that they should turn him back into a baby face. They should make him a complete utter badass and they should let him just wrestle. Like, give him five to ten minute hiding matches like he did against Cesaro when before the draft happened last year, just to basically, to show the fans and everyone else why this man is amazing and why I feel for me, if booked right and booked properly, can be like a biggie as one day a world heavyweight champion. I think for me, that's how Alistair Black can be seen. But Mark, you'll be thinking to yourselves, what about the draft picks that happened on Talking Smack and Raw Talk? But that's where you're wrong, my dear viewer. What I decided to do, guys, is I'm only looking at night one and night two of the draft because I feel like these are the main wrestlers and the main people that are drafted and I wanted to analyse that and emphasise the importance of these two shows. Analysing all these different draft picks and telling you guys what I think about these picks in one way or the other, I feel for me the better show between the two would be SmackDown. I know that I'm being a bit biased because it's blue... But I feel for me, SmackDown has the better roster. It has the better matches I'm most interested in. And I feel for me, with the wrestlers that SmackDown have, you can put on some amazing matches. You know, I know you have Rollins against um, Mysterio still happening, but you can have Mysterio against Daniel Bryan, or you can have Daniel Bryan against Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan against Seth Rollins. You can have amazing stuff like Alistair Black against Daniel Bryan or you can have Daniel Bryan against Kevin Owens. You know, just that whole mid-card and higher, I think they have amazing big card. Uh, uh, they have amazing mid-card. SmackDown also has as well an amazing tag team division now with the Street Profits, uh, Nakamura and Cesaro and the other tag teams as well. But I also feel that SmackDown has a vastly superior women's division because you have the amazing Bailey and Sasha feud going on at the moment. Hopefully, when Sasha wins the championship at Hell in a Cell, you can then go on to have amazing feud between her and Bianca Belair and many other feuds that um, can build up throughout that division. And so finally, why I believe SmackDown had the better draft overall is because that's the show that Sasha Banks is on. But I still think Raw um, had some good choices too. I think some of their matches that they can build up in their mid-card main event roster will be quite good. They've got some good tag teams as well. 
with the new day. I think the new day will be like given more of a lease of lease of life on there. They've got more sort of like more variety of women wrestlers, but at the same time, the women's raw tag team division is just like only really two teams now. But overall, it's quite interesting to see how the draft work. I'm just happy that Sasha Banks is still on SmackDown. And I'm glad that SmackDown has kept Roman Reigns because I think Roman Reigns has done some of the best work he's done in fucking ever. And also as well, it's cool to see Daniel Bryan staying there because I feel for me, Daniel Bryan has helped make SmackDown and has helped sort of like keep that way that um, he's the only wrestler who has been in the entirety of the whole um, draft storyline since 2016 not to move shows. So yeah... Smackdown for the win. Smackdown number one. And that, my friends, was a very special episode of my analysis of the WWE 2020 draft. Let me know, guys, in the comments below what you think about this draft and other drafts too, like how it compares to the previous drafts. Like, do you like the 2002 draft the best or do you like this one the best? Or let's say 2016 or do you like the one they did last year let me know and also as well guys please don't forget to like follow and subscribe to no wrestling on all that's it all the social medias podcasting networks and youtube too and also as well guys don't forget to subscribe as well to tony at loser quest and how do game as well that was no wrestling guys I've been your amazing host, as always, your boy, Mark Sylvester. And don't forget, guys, to take care. And always remember, this is Friday Night Smackdown. Smackdown number one. Champ of WWE.
that's my family and we so G Bow down to the new champ of WWE Champ of WWE. WWE. 